All right, final hour, character concerns on 610 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwartz, Jay Binkley, Chris Nocero, Julio Sanchez. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to let you hear from Chad Ryder, NFL.com, NFL draft expert. Chris and Jay sat down with him earlier this week. You can hear that full interview on the Character Concerns podcast at 610sports.com, the Odyssey app, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Some are saying it is the fastest growing podcast in the Kansas City NFL draft scene. That's what you've told us, so yeah. I have told you that, and I wouldn't lie to you about it. Speaking of which, we, as a show, are going to be live from Cinderblock Brewery on Friday, April 28th. According to you, we're the next day, too. Yeah, well, no, not the next. I may stay the night and just <laughs> and hang out there the next day as we well. We might have to stay the night after, but, uh, after all that the Royals have yeah, a game. The driver. Royals yeah. have a game that night, but whenever that Royals game ends, probably around 7 o'clock, this will be live from Cinderblock Brewery during rounds 2 and 3 of the NFL draft. So come hang out. It's free, open to the public, have some beers, watch the draft, talk the draft. Root for it's the pitch be fun. Club. It's going to be fun, man. You know, I used to be, I used to be one of those guys. Where like uh, after day one, I don't care, right? Yeah, first round pick, and I don't care. But then you all of a sudden you get more and more into it as you grow up, and then you realize, wow, there's a lot of really good players still left over. You, you remember, like back in the day, before they they made it prime time, it was just Saturday and Sunday, and Saturday was uh-huh. the one through three, and Sunday was four through seven, and Saturday was so long. The first round was like four hours every year. <laughs> it, was, it took forever to get through the first round, and so after that, yeah, you were a little bit tired once you got to second and third round because you're burnt out from yeah. watching four. Four hours of each team taking 15 minutes Which to make their you, picks. Us three are big college football fans. It's always fun because guys you've seen and you've heard of and you've seen are going on day three, and it's kind of fun to see where they end up. You've seen them yeah. so many plays so many times on Saturday. You're yeah, like, hey, it's, it's, hey, always, hey. It's, it's always fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching yeah, that. Yeah. So come, some, come hang out with us. Uh, that's Saturday. Cinderblock Brewery. Character concerns live and on location. We as a show, by Friday, the way. Not Saturday. Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday. Why do I keep saying that? That's the second time now, man. You're going to have all these people down that there. They're going to show up to center block. Where's Big? Where's Chris? Where's Nick? And it's not okay that I'm doing that. It's really not okay no, because no. they're going to be mad and center block's owner is not going to well, know Well, I mean, center block will be I'm fine. I'm out of your beer. I'm still, you know, if you still show up on Saturday, but I got to stop doing that. I don't know why I keep doing that. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. They would I think I keep it. in my head, I keep thinking like day two, day three, and then like round two, round three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just keep making that mistake. So uh, I apologize. Biggest, one of the but, biggest top five moments in sports for me but, is the draft every year. So this show is going to be on these airwaves every Thursday leading up to and through the draft, rest right? The rest of the month. Yes. So the rest of the month. You can hear us, Character Concerns 6 to 9, and we're still going to be doing, in addition, our podcast that's coming out every Tuesday. So, I mean, we've got you covered leading up to this NFL draft. You're stuck with us, guys. You're stuck with us. And I'm, I'm assuming, without you telling us, uh, you wouldn't have it any other way. So, as the first round is concerned, the Chiefs probably have, I think, three positions circled. Maybe you could throw a fourth in there. Where do you guys rank the list of priorities in terms of if we're all in agreement, the top three positions you're looking at wide receiver, edge rusher, offensive tackle, you still need a right tackle. Your wide receiver room's a little thin. You got sky Moore, Kadarius, Tony, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. That's it. And as far as edge rushers are concerned, George Karloftis, you signed Charles Amenahue. You've got some versatile guys in the line who can kind of move around, but those are the three positions where you look at and you say, Need some help both in the short and long term. Where are you kind of ranking the priorities 
as we are now three weeks away from the draft. Well, all three that you mentioned, wide receiver, offensive line, edge rusher. Okay, we got those. It's like uh, what Wheel of Fortune where they take RSTL and you already take <laughs> yeah. those and say, yeah, yeah. Or you already take them. I'm going tight end. And it's not defensive backfield because they hit it so hard. Number one? No, 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 no. I thought you said we take those out of the equation. <laughs> oh. He almost spit his water. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I did. I was no, like, oh, spit his water. <laughs> it's wide receiver, offensive line, edge. My fourth would be tight end. Okay, that's that's fair. I thought you were taking those off the No, I was saying which one. <laughs> Nick was about to spit his water. <laughs> well, listen, I will say this. I don't want to get off on off you topic. You like tight ends, so. Specifically, I like Dalton Kincaid. You like Darnell Washington earlier. And it goes back to what I believe about Andy Reid, which is everybody, every time I mention tight ends, I get the same response. And I know what you're thinking right now. Don't even, if you're about to text it in, don't text it in. I'll beat you to the punch. The Chiefs already have four tight ends, and I don't know if you've looked, but they still have Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end in the NFL. I am aware. I've seen the roster, and I watched Travis Kelsey play last year. However, Andy Reid is the most brilliant offensive mind in football. You give him another talented pass catcher. I don't care if the the, the letters next to him say W-R or T-E. He will make it work. And if you happen to see a guy that says T-E next to his name and you think he's the best pass catcher in the class or the best pass catcher available, you don't pass on him simply because he plays tight end instead of wide receiver. And I think the, these tight ends, you look at the blocking ability too, and it's something that Chiefs could actually use. You know, having, you know, Juwan moving over to the left tackle, then your right tackle, who knows what that situation is going to be. But 12 personnel, the Chiefs run a lot, the two tight ends. Having a guy that can block and catch, what a weapon that can be. But don't discount a guy that can get down there, throw his hat in and block. Travis Kelsey was a great blocker back in college. Not asked to do it as much here with Kansas City, but Noah Gray, a little, little bit slider. Jody Fortson's a former wide receiver, kind of still learning that blocking route in there. Blake Bell, I'll give you that one. That's a guy that, that's a road grader as a blocker as and well. And by the but way, there's no guarantee he's still in this roster. And, and Blake Bell and Jody Fortson are in all likelihood entering the last season as a Kansas City Chief. Yeah, and there's no guarantee that they can't be bumped out in training camp. And Travis Kelsey's going to be 35 a year from now. So you're not just, again, I would implore you. Yeah, Father's time. I would undefeated. implore you to consider the fact that Brett Veach is not drafting with the question in his head of, what are you going to do for me over the next 12 months? He is looking at the next five years. He is looking at the yeah. next seven years when he is making these drafts. My problem is two years down the road, you're saying, gosh, maybe we should have taken a tight end, the best tight end draft we've seen in two decades. Yeah. I think there's enough depth at that position, though, where they don't need to address that, like maybe even in the first two rounds. But if, if Kelsey goes down, you're concerned. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned if any good player on the Chiefs team goes Remember the down. Bengals game yeah. was questioned whether it was a game-time decision. Yeah, I mean, we knew he was going to play. But there was some concerns about the back spasms, yeah. Um, I I do – this is a really deep tight end class, though, so you can get, like, you know, Zach Koontz from Old Dominion. You can get guys like that. Second round, Sam Laporta. Tucker Kraft might be there in the, in the third round. You never yeah. know. So, like, there's a lot of depth at that position to where you don't need to to rush it in the first round if you feel like you can get a really – because there's – I think – I mean, Kelsey was a third-round pick. So, I think you can get that position and find good value, a really good athlete at that position later on. She's done pretty good in the third round. Yeah, yeah. they do pretty Jamal good. Jamal Charles, third rounder. Justin day, Houston's a third second rounder. Second day, they find, By the they way, find, way, they find value in that, if in that you day. If you gave me – just one player, independent of position, independent of where I think he'll get drafted. Like, who, just one player, draft crush, doesn't matter where he's at. It's Dalton Kincaid for me. 
I watch him play, and, and I love this too. I've seen this from two separate NFL draft analysts. When they do player comps, one of them said, I'm not going to say it. And the other, that was literally <laughs> the full draft comp. It was always yeah. the draft. It literally said, I'm not going to say it. And the next one just said, not Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and I respect that because if you say player comp and you say Travis Kelsey, you're immediately going to elicit eye rolls and say, come on, you can't compare anybody yeah, to Travis yeah. Kelsey. I was there that night when they drafted Kelsey. But you and watch him, him play, man. I said, who do you compare yourself in the NFL to? I asked Travis Kelsey a question the night he's drafted. Guess who he said? I said, who do you compare yourself to in the NFL? Shockey. Jeremy Shockey. Jeremy yeah, Shockey was yeah. his guy that he. I mean, yeah, Shockey's, you know, he's he's way different from Shockey. Yeah, well, I know, but that's what he said. You know. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I, so I, I just don't. I think you don't. You you have to look at the bigger picture here. You can't get tunnel visioned on the next eighteen games on your schedule. Yeah, you you look at building a roster for the future, and you're always thinking a year down the line, two years down the line. What position are we in now? What position are we going to be in twelve months from now? Right. What decisions am I going to have to make a year from now? And how can I help myself make those decisions based off the draft that's laying in front of me here in three weeks? And they did it with number 15. And here's, Mahomes. What, here's what I'll say about, about the way they use their tight ends. Travis Kelsey was basically a wide receiver last year. He was not. Do you see where they line him up? Yeah, he lined up wide. He lined up in the slot. His last two years, he's lined up on the outside. Dude, they're, they're, the they're, they're throwing bubble screens yeah. for him. I mean, literally, he would line up wide. They do the short motion inside, so he moves. He moves from outside to the slot and in like a bunch formation, and then they 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 snap the ball. Remember what his draft thing was? Can't yeah. create separation. <laughs> yeah, like literally, all he does is run wide receiver routes and create separation. So, if they see a guy like Kincaid and they think he could do the exact same thing. I don't. I'm not gonna be mad yeah, at well, that pick. That's why I just get annoyed. Like, if you don't think they should take Kincaid, that's fine. Whatever, any player. But I just get so frustrated when people talk about like, well, they already have enough tight ends. They already have the best tight end. Andy Reid is not looking at it like that. I promise you, he is looking at best. How can I? The best in any sport. The best coaches. They don't say, "Here's my system. I need to find some players to fill it in." They say, here are my players. I'm going to build a system around that. Do you think last year's Chiefs offense was similar to the one the year before? Oh, it was way different. I certainly don't. Way different. Andy Reid didn't go into last season and say, well, Tyreek Hill's gone, but I'm still going to have Patrick Mahomes drop back and throw 30 yards down the field 12 times a game. I think he plays a what-if game, too, because as I said, cut. Andy Reid wants another guy that can step in and facilitate that job. That's the one thing they don't have a tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got guys a wide receiver that can step up. MVS had to step up and have the game of his life against the Bengals. You step up, play a different position. What about tight end? Because that's a Grand Canyon size game. I, I just, I just thought of a new rule, and I love it already. I want to throw it to you guys. So every time I say that the Chiefs need to go get more help at wide receiver, and then everybody already says, "Well, they already got a number one wide receiver, and his name's Travis Kelsey." Okay, if you say that, if you say that. You can't then say, well, they don't need any more tight ends. They already got Travis Kelsey. Pick one. <laughs> put him in a bucket. He's either in the they don't need any more wide receiver bucket or they don't need any more tight ends. But you can't have it both ways because when well, you know what this team needs? 
pass catchers. Turns yeah. out both those positions can do that. I can totally see the Chiefs taking a guy like Kincaid and then just having him and Kelsey play on the outside. Have fun. And then have and then have like uh what's his name? Tony and Sky Moore play on the inside there. And teams just don't know how to do it. They run it. a ton of double tight. Yeah, yeah. I, I I could totally see them do that. To Bink's point, second most in the NFL last year behind I think just Baltimore. Yeah, I think it was Baltimore was the only team that ran and I believe, two tight two And I believe they more. led the league in three tight end sets. Yeah, and they, they, they are 12 yeah. personnel all the time. Yeah, they ran so much 12 and 13 personnel last year. It was crazy. And guess what? If they didn't have those tight ends, they wouldn't do that. No. Andy Reid does not get boxed into a corner. He is going to adapt and build an offense. That's why, guess what? He's Andy Reid, yeah. and he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's one what, of the best to ever do it. How many teams have four tight ends on their roster? Not many. Not many. <laughs> remember, two, by the way, remember two years ago yeah. when we thought Jody Ford was going to get cut because yeah, yeah. we were like, "Well, Andy Reid never Jody's takes so, four tight ends." Jody's uh, so good. They're, they're ne- but they they only have three spots. There's no way they're going to keep four tight ends in Jody. Well, what the NFL answer. didn't do 2006 after that happened, you can push your quarterback from behind. So what the Eagles did that Jalen Hurts said, which they, I, I they thought about yeah, removing I it. The, I hope the Chiefs just do that all year long. Maybe that's more Blake Bell. Maybe that's the Blake Bell. Just push Bell every time. Pacheco just pushing Short yardage, push Blake Bell. This is Character Concerns on 610 Sports Radio. Check out the Character Concerns podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Earlier this week on our latest episode, Chris and Jay sat down with Chad Ryder of NFL Network. We'll let you hear some of that conversation coming up next. You're listening to a 610 Sports Radio NFL Draft Special with Nick, Bank, and Chris. Check out the Character Concerns podcast leading up to the NFL Draft at Union Station. Available at 610sports.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Jay Binkley, Chris Unocero, Julio Sanchez, I am Nick Schwartz. This is Character Concerns. Check out the Character Concerns podcast wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes release every Tuesday morning. Earlier this week, Bink and Chris sat down for a conversation with Chad Ryder of NFL Network previewing this draft, the Chiefs draft strategy, and uh, some potential players that the Chiefs should be looking out for. So here is a bit of those guys' conversation with NFL Network and NFL.com's Chad Ryder. And welcome to the uh, back to the show. NFL Media's Chad Ryder uh, joins us now. And Chad Ryder's an NFL Media Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at Chad underscore Ryder. That's R-E-U-T-E-R. NFL Network provides live coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft from Kansas City, April 27th through the 29th. Uh, Chad, I'll be honest with you. It's great to say. It's weird to say <laughs> the draft here in Kansas City, man. I love it. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, look, I was a huge fan of having the draft in New York. I love going to New York every year, but it's been so great to be in Philadelphia and Chicago and Nashville and just all over the place, um, kind of being able to have these events in different places. So Kansas City, um, I'll be in Los Angeles for the draft. I won't be in Kansas City, okay. but uh, I, I will, uh, I will, I would certainly, if I was there, I would certainly be eating steak and ribs probably way more than I should. But we just get that new airport, Chad, that just opened and people love it nationally. Cause that way they don't have to, I think it was Tracy Wolfson or something. It was here and they had that yeah, <laughs> DoorDash and pizza. And now there's all sorts of places, brand new airports. So <laughs> just in time, just in time for the draft yeah. in Kansas City. Well, you've been very busy on the mocks. Mocks, of course, have been coming out like crazy. We've done mocks, just the Chiefs in all seven rounds, the 10 picks. We've done 
uh, the entire NFL mock draft. You actually have a full-round mock draft out now, uh, the only one out at NFL.com. And I'll tell you, Chad, when you get to that third and fourth round, man, it becomes pretty tough. I've done the Chiefs all seven rounds, not every team like you're doing. Well, you know, it's when you follow these guys, you know, like I will start my process for the next draft in May. So I've been doing this like the whole year. So third and fourth rounds are pretty easy, honestly, for me. Um, but, I mean, if you're not following all the time, you're not sure of who, you know, by the time you get to the end of the fourth round, you know, a lot of people may not really know who the players are. Um, but, you know, when you're immersed in it, it's it's really, it's, 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 it's actually a lot of fun to see where these guys might end up because, because a lot of people don't know of them. Um, but it's, it, for me, it's, it's just like a big, just like a big puzzle basically. And you're just trying to make all these pieces fit. And it never, as I always say, a mock draft is never finished. It's just submitted. That's all you can say. Well, here, here's the thing, Chad. I mean, once the chiefs paid Mahomes, they had to uh, get creative through the draft and, and they went to town on it. I'll be honest with you, 21 of the last 22 Chiefs picks are still in the roster. That is yeah. incredibly difficult for a general manager to say that 21 of the last 22. Uh, one of them happens to be on the practice squad. That's what makes it 20. It would be 20 of 22, but 21 because one guy's still on the practice squad. So they make their bread and butter in the draft. They had four rookies playing last year in the defensive backfield in the Super Bowl. Two seventh-round picks. Did great things. Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, and then Jalen Watson, yeah. two interceptions in the postseason. A lot of people look at seventh-rounders and think throwaway picks, but they're not. Uh, the draft is vitally important to teams like the Chiefs. And I'll ask you this, Chad. When you look at these position groups, you know we go back and forth. Obviously, it looks like a pretty heavy tight end group uh, this year. Defensive line looks good. Um, when you look at, the, at these position groups, what would you say are the top three position groups uh, that we're going to have this year's draft? Well, I think it's, it's, as you mentioned, tight ends. Um, I would probably say edge rushers in terms of the breadth of, of the group. I think you're going to be able to find guys in rounds three, four, and five that are going to help um, on your, on your, um, you know, your, your group immediately. And maybe cornerback would be the, the, the next job. Again, with good, very good depth into the third round, fourth round, of guys that um, are going to step in, whether it's in the flat, whether it's outside, um, you know, it, it, they're going to contribute, you know, pretty quickly. And uh, I, I think those would be the three top groups. Now, for your mock, uh, in the first round, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs taking uh, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. But you have them take, taking them at 22 as opposed to 31 like most mocks are. What about the board? leads you to think that the Chiefs will probably have to move up in order to go get them? Well, I think, um, and I have a, I have a piece coming out uh, on NFL.com with, you know, five trades that I think could happen. And I think the Chiefs are in a position where they're going to be fighting off the Bills and other teams in the AFC. It's going to be very competitive for the next few years. And what they don't want to do is miss out on a talent that's really going to fit their system the best. So I think, and they've, you know, proven this over time that they've been willing to go up and get guys that they value just last year with Trent McDuffie, for example. And I think a guy like Jalen Hyatt, another, maybe Zay Flowers um, out of Boston college, one of these receivers that could really step in and keep that machine going. I mean, Kadarius Tony did a good job. He, he wasn't that productive over seven games of the team and he missed time 
Um, and so, like, I don't know how much upside he really has with the team. Um, Sky Moore, you know, you think he can become a good player. I really liked that Sky Moore pick, so hopefully he'll become that. But you just need to keep adding weapons to that offense because that's what's going to win you continue to win Super Bowl. So Jalen Hyatt's a great fit um, in terms of a guy who can get deep. Um, and you can make some plays after the catch, too, uh, on, um, uh, you know, on uh, short screens and things like that. He, he did that at Tennessee as well as, you know, the, the deep ball. So I think he would fit what they'd want. Um, like a Zay Flowers could also fit there too. If Jordan Addison happened to fall down to that part of the group, I think there's a few different guys um, that they could move up and get just to make sure that they're going to keep at the top of the game. Cause we know that staying on top is, you know, in some ways more difficult than getting there. Right. Right. Uh, and, and one other interesting thing I, I saw about the wide receiver group on, on your mock, you've got wide receiver Quentin Johnston falling to 34 to the Cardinals. And I, I find that interesting because we've, we've kind of seen some variance there. He is kind of sliding yeah. down a bit on some boards. What is it about him that makes you think he might fall into the second round? Well, I think he's been a second-round player um, all along. And to be honest, like the different, there's no difference between a late first and an early second-round guy. There really isn't. It's, it's all in the same tier of talent. So it wouldn't shock me if he went late one or early two. But he sort of he gives me that Denzel Mims kind of vibe um, of a guy who's really talented, um, nice body control to make great catches. You see great catches from him. But in terms of route running, um, consistency with his hands, things like that, I think he he could end up that second round guy instead of the first round. Um, and in fact, one of the things that he does really well is make plays after the catch, which is very similar to Christian Watson who the Packers moved up to get at the top of the second round last year. Um, and, and you know, Quentin Johnson's not as fast as Watson. Uh, he's got average speeds for his size. So those are things that kind of lead me to believe that he might be a second-round pick. But, again, you know, it only takes one team to like him in that 20, you know, 2 to 26 area. He could easily fall there. And the same with a guy like Zay Flowers. It's the same thing. He could be that late 20s guy. Or he could be like Elijah Moore, who a lot of people thought was going to be a first-round pick, and he went second-round pick because he's not a 4-3 guy. He's under 5'10". Um, so, you know, you don't know if that's going to be that, that late first or if he's going to end up being an early second. Chad, we had Jalen Hyatt in our uh, mock draft as well, so we actually love the pick. But we also did a 31-pick uh, first-round and it got to the point we didn't do any trades. It was just, sorry, let's just look at what this board's going to do. And we did have the four receivers going before where the Chiefs pick, and Hyatt and Johnson and Jackson uh, Smith and Nigley and Jordan Addison gone. So we're sitting there at 31 and thinking, all right, well, the Chiefs did not dabble in free agency, obviously. We still know about DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham. They certainly could be a possibility in Kansas City, but I still think they're going to draft one because they, they, Mahomes has had Tyree Kill at wide receiver, and that's it. Unless you want to argue Sammy Watkins or Juju, who's the second-best receiver He's had it's been that thin for Mahomes, but he led the NFL in passing yards, and he had no 1,000 yard receivers last year, which is insane. So if you're sitting at 31, and I like how you put that you don't have people as first rounders. Chiefs, I think last year had like 19 guys first round grades, but you're sitting there at 31. Do you reach on a wide receiver, say like a Zay Flowers, or let's say Quentin Johnson falls like you have in your mock, or do you sit there and go, okay, Anton Harrison tackle at Oklahoma. This guy played left tackle there. Because the Chiefs do need another tackle. That's definitely a position to need. What would be the best value, you think, at 31 if, would say, the top four receivers are gone? 
Well, I think again that that Flowers is not necessarily a reach at 31 because that's basically a second round pick. Um, as you said, you really only have 20 guys that are true first round players. So if they value as a Flowers, that's not a reach at 31 at all. But I mean, I think you're right in terms of you know more offensive line help um, that that they could definitely use that whether it's a Harrison. Um, you know, Cody Mock from North Dakota State would be a really good pick because he could play inside and outside for them. And the, the nice thing about the Chiefs um, and why they've been so good at this stuff um, is Brett Veach and Andy Reid understand that they can take advantage of other teams um, giving lower value to players than they really should based on how, you know, their purely on-field talent. I'll take Creed Humphrey, for example. Creed Humphrey should have been a first-round pick all day long, and he lasted until the end of the second round. I don't know why teams didn't see it, but um, they take advantage of that kind of thing. George Karloftis, another example. Yeah, he's a little stiff on the outside and all that kind of stuff. Could have been a mid-first-round pick easily. They got him at the end of the round. So I think if they stay at 31, there's going to be a guy like that who's going to be available for them. Um, and that could be at any position. Like, look, if – if Dalton Kincaid or, or uh, Michael Mayer uh, end up as tight ends and they're sitting, one of them is sitting there at 31, you bet they take him. You know, I, I think they have a lot of options at 31. Uh, Cam Smith from South Carolina, if they want to continue adding to the secondary, he can play safety or he could be a cornerback. So there's a, I think there's so many options. They don't have to reach for anybody at that point because you're really in that tier of guys where there's legitimately like 25 guys they could take that aren't reaches because they're right in the middle of that tier of value. So, and they've been great at, um, you know, not reaching for talent and and really letting the board, you know, dictate, you know, who they're going to take. That is Chad Ryder of NFL.com and NFL Network. If you want to hear that interview in its entirety, you can do so on the Character Concerns podcast, 610sports.com, the Odyssey app, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Chris and Jay did a great job talking to Chad earlier this week. New podcast dropping every Tuesday for Character Concerns. We continue here on 610 Sports Radio coming up next. You're listening to a 610 Sports Radio NFL Draft Special with Nick Bank and Chris. Check out the Character Concerns podcast leading up to the NFL Draft at Union Station. Available at 610sports.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are three weeks away from the NFL Draft. I'm Nick Schwert. This is Character Concerns with Jay Binkley, Chris Nocero, Julio Sanchez. Coming up on Tuesday, April 25th, starting at 6.30 p.m., Drafts and Drafts, live at The Landing in Liberty. It will be a roundtable discussion with myself, former Chiefs tackle Mitchell Schwartz, Nate Taylor of The Athletic, and a special guest that we have yet to announce, there will be an audience Q&A, so come down, have some drinks, eat some food, raise your hand, get a microphone, ask some questions. The event is free and open to the public. It's going to be a hell of a time. We've got stuff going on all week. The three of us are going to be doing live draft coverage from Cinderblock Brewery on Friday, April 28th, following the Royals game. Mm. We will be there during the second and third rounds. That also is free and open to the public. And we've got a VIP parking space giveaway 
with Crown Center. Four spaces for Thursday, Friday, and two for Saturday in the Pershing Garage. You can win tickets on Thursday, April 20th on 31, starting at 7.31 a.m. on Fesco in the morning. You know, those those tickets go for $50 a pop. Yeah, y'all better, y'all better be listening to Fesco and trying to get them free parking spaces. That's gold. Yeah, seriously. Uh, if, you ever went, if you went to the parade, you'll realize how tough it is to park around there when there's a whole bunch of people out there and they block off a lot of the roads. So y'all better be trying to get them parking spots. And don't just think this is Kansas City coming. There'll be a lot of people because it's free. And a if you whole, couldn't afford to go to the Super Bowl. A whole Bowl, bunch of travelers. If you couldn't afford to go down to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's free event, but not only that, people are going to come down from Lincoln. They're going to come down from Omaha. They're going to come up from Wichita. They're going to come over uh, from St. Louis. They're going to come over from Dodge City. You name Topeka is going to be in the house. Oh, you know Topeka is going to be have a strong presence at the NFL draft. We also got the NFL draft experience, guys where you have a chance to see all three Vince Lombardi's trophies for the Chiefs, free autographs from NFL players and legends, and interactive games, the Bud Light Bar. Check out the full collection of 56 Super Bowl rings. There's so much going on on draft week, and we are just happy to be a part of it. We are happy the draft is coming to Kansas City. The Chiefs, as of right now, will be selecting in the last pick of the first round on Thursday, pick number 31. It's time to put pen to paper, guys. Three weeks ahead of the draft. Brett Veach rings your phone tomorrow morning. He says, Chris, I don't know who to take. I don't know who I should be circling. I don't know who I should be targeting. What's the name that you're going to delicately whisper into Brett Veach's ear? Well, first off, if he were to call my phone, I wouldn't have the number in it, so it would go straight to voicemail. You would send the general it, oh, manager wait, wait, wait. of the Kansas City Chiefs to voicemail? My phone automatically does it. If I don't have your number in my system, it automatically goes. It doesn't ring on my phone. It goes straight to voicemail. Wait, you have that set up? Yeah. You have to teach His voicemail is annoying, too. Yeah, if you got an iPhone. Because it rings and it goes, yeah. hello? Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, there's what's a feature, up? What's yeah, there's up? a feature on there that uh, it doesn't show up on there on your phone if it's not in, saved in your uh, in your phone. Book. Well, the guy we just very, talked very helpful. That's why you get an iPhone. Well, like, um, but if I if if once I call Brett Veach back after I listen to his voice because he's gonna fall for my voicemail because everyone does. It, it, I, I my voicemail is like me. All right, the yeah. Phone. Stop stalling. What's your answer? <laughs> the guy I would go for is Jalen Jalen Hyatt, um, wide receiver. <laughs> I almost ruined his name. Uh, at a ten, wide receiver out of Tennessee. He does everything the Chiefs covet at wide receiver. They love guys with his level of speed, his level of agility, his ability to make plays down the field in the passing game. The Chiefs need that. You lost that with Tyreek Hill. You lost even more of that with McColl, even though McColl wasn't quite that this year. The Chiefs would love to get that element of the passing game back in their offense. They don't want to just heave the ball down the field like they used to, but you still want to have that in your game because now that's another thing that defenses have to defend uh, against you. You don't want to just play short game and then, you know, try to see if, you know, you can just methodically move your way down the field. Jalen Hyatt, that's the guy I go to if uh, once I call Brett Veach back. Not- Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten is the number for the text line. I want to know what you think the Chiefs should do in the first round. Give me a name. Jay Binkley. Jalen Hyatt is, it, is Christian Osiris' answer. He, he's been my guy for the longest time. Okay, but uh, he's been. Let's imagine this is a dance, right? This is a high school prom, and she's spoken for. Okay, 
who's if, if Jalen Hyatt's already uh, on the dance floor, <laughs> that's, who are you grabbing that's a, that's to take out there? It's not because I look at what he did against a good defense. Oh, he's going three-way. Okay. For, what, what do you do against Alabama? That's your question. What do you do against uh, four Alabama? Four touchdowns, he I believe. He had 207 yards and five touchdowns, five touchdowns against touchdowns, the Crimson It's why they beat him. If hey, you, sitting, could, you could join us in the dance if you want, Big. I'm cool with that. If Quentin Johnston was Can still I there. Can steal this dance? Yeah, I would go. You could, you could, <laughs> we could do a three-way dance no, here if you want. The guy that we just had on, uh, Chad Ryder, and talked to actually threw a, an interesting uh, an interesting uh, trade out there for the Kansas City Chiefs. He looked at possible trades. He says Chiefs received number 21 over 25 overall, so they traded the Giants. Giants will get 31 with the Chiefs pick, and they'd get number 95 in the third round. I love that. That could be a situation where you're sitting here going, okay, we have to go up here to get Jalen Hyatt. We need to at least go up to 25 to get him. If it's not him, it's one of the big four uh, receivers in my mind if it's not Jalen Hyatt, but I just love that yards per reception. I love the fact that he shined against good football teams. Okay. Well, Jalen Hyatt's my answer too, so we can just go to break now. No, <laughs> I'm right, gonna now I'm go. gonna I'm gonna go on the other side of the ball. I'm going Felix and UDK Uzama. I think that in this pocket of the draft, some of the bigger pass rushers, like if Miles Murphy were there, I, I would rush to the podium to get that card in quickly. But you know, I don't think the Lucas Van Nesses and the Tyree Wilsons of the world oh, are going to be there. Tyree. And you go to this pocket of, of edge rushers, which I still think is a priority for the Chiefs, and a lot of it is the undersized, typical outside linebacker types, the Will McDonald the fourths, the BJ Nolan Smith, BJ Ojolari. I don't think those are fits for Steve no, Spagnolo. No, no. He is going to want Not a guy first. who's going to put his hand in the dirt, and of those dudes – I think FAU is the best prospect. K-State kid, KC kid, ultra productive, 19 and a half sacks each of the last two years. He's a little bit undersized, but I keep reading these scouting reports and saying, oh, he's undersized for a pa-. Okay, let's not act like everybody needs to be built like Miles Garrett to be an NFL defensive he's end. Like you can be, as well. You can be, he's what, 255 pounds? Like that, that'll play. Like you can add some muscle to that frame. You can get him up to about 265. That's about where Frank Clark was playing yeah, last the year. Chiefs like, doing like 260, 270. Yeah, you can get him, you can get him up there. And I, I just love that every, he kind of checks every box for me for a Steve Spagnolo defensive end. And the biggest thing that he has over some other guys in this class is he's going to be, he just turned 21. He's going to be 21 by the time the next NFL season starts. And when you look at some other dudes at his position in this class, Will McDonald, I think Keon White at Georgia Tech is in this box too. They're like 24, man. That is a big deal for a general manager who is making a selection and he is looking at, what am I going to get the next four years? Am I going to want to sign you to a second contract? How old are you going to be in the last year of that second deal? Are you going to be 29 at the end of your long-term contract? We are you going to be Frank Clark? Or are you going to be 32? 29. Yep. Right. So age is a big deal. It's a big deal. And I see the text line right now from the 816. 19 and a half sacks against the Big 12, Nick. That's not the same as other conferences. Okay. If you want to go back and look at some of the best pass rushers to come out of the Big 12 over the last five to ten years, I don't think you're going to like how that conversation goes. Well, he did goes. only have two tackles and one solo against Alabama when he got to play Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. But I will say this. You asked me to spin off. What if they're not there? And I went Anton Harrison in our uh, in our yeah. mock draft. We have a tackle from Oklahoma. Because he's left tackle. He had 466 snaps last year. One quarterback hit given up. That was a sack, but that was it. And he played left tackle. And if you bring a guy here, as Andy Reid said, you have versatility left to right. I would rather take a natural left tackle and put him at right tackle with the thought of, okay, this guy could be the left tackle of the future in Kansas City. So if it's not wide receiver, I'm going offensive line.
Let us know what you think the Chiefs should do in the first round. 913-586-7610. This is Character Concerns. We're going to come back and wrap things up on the other side. 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to a 610 Sports Radio NFL Draft Special with Nick, Bank, and Chris. Check out the Character Concerns podcast leading up to the NFL Draft at Union Station. Available at 610sports.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a few minutes left here on Character Concerns. If you missed any of tonight's show, uh, we'll put it up on the podcast page, and we have new podcasts coming out every Tuesday as well. We're going to be doing this show right here every Thursday, the rest of the month, through the draft, man. Character Concerns. Myself, Chris Unocero, Jay Binkley. It feels real, man. It feels like the draft is about upon us. There's this kind of weird divide of, you're still waiting for free agency. You're still waiting for like, okay, where's Odell Beckham Jr. going to sign? Okay, there's all this noise about DeAndre Hopkins. But that kind of dies down after a few weeks of nothing happening. And then you just wake up one day and you realize, okay, April's here. Time for the draft. I'm done. I, I've, I've fully moved on from, like, hey, if, if DeAndre Hopkins gets released, then let me know and I'll be interested. If Odell Beckham Jr. says that he wants to sign with the Chiefs, let me know. I'm interested. But until then, I'm kind of done with the free agency speculation, I'm just ready for the draft. I want to know are what the you, Chiefs are going to do with these 10 now? picks. I, I mean, I was done with it because I knew, I mean, we all knew that the Chiefs weren't going to be super active in free agency. I don't know. There was like this, there was this probably the last week and a half. I was like, is, is anything, because it kind of ended with a flutter. Yeah. I just expected, even if the Chiefs weren't going to get him, I expected Odell to sign somewhere. I expected I, DeAndre I, to get traded I, somewhere and just really? nothing. You, I mean, nothing's I, happening. I, I will say this. I did expect something to happen with DeAndre Hopkins, I did not expect anything with OBJ, especially after he was tweeting out that $4 million was not enough for a contract. I was like, oh, well, he's going to be waiting until the summer to get paid. So, Well, the bottom line is it becomes the most important night for the Kansas City Chiefs yes. because this is this is what they do. This is, how they, you they, 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 this is why they're Super Bowl champions. What they did in last year's draft, uh, so imperative for the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody getting snaps last year except for Darian Kennard, and even Nazi Johnson got 60% of the snaps against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But this is how they continue to win, what they do in the draft. This becomes so important for the Kansas City Chiefs. The draft is important. It is. Old. Well, for some teams, it's not. Well, that's, a, that's a hot take, Bink. No. What, what about the whole F them picks thing? <laughs> what I'm saying is for the Chiefs' success, continued success, it's doing things in the draft by having everybody in the roster like Beats has been yeah, doing. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think when you pay a quarterback $40 million a year, you need to hit on some of these. I do think the beautiful spot that the Chiefs are in is that somehow, despite the fact that you know they're paying their quarterback a mega contract and they're the first team in the modern era, aside from, I guess, the year before with the Rams to pay a quarterback monster deal and still win a Super Bowl. That's sort of been this idea that it's, t- it's really tough well, to do. And if a quarterback takes the highest percentage of caps, it's ever won a Super Bowl. Yeah. What was it? 17%. 17%. 17%? I think loves that. But the, well, despite the quarterbacks have done it, but they haven't won. Well, stat. you know what it really That's is. That's a big stat to me that he's taken almost <laughs> yeah. all that and they still win. And the reason right. why it's so hard to do is because when you pay a quarterback that much money, you really can't afford to whiff on any of your other big contracts. And fortunately, the Chiefs are in a spot now where they really don't have that many big contracts on the books. Travis Kelsey's the one of the best bargains in the NFL, paying $15 million a year. That would make him 
outside of the top 20 highest paid wide receivers, and we know he is a, if we just count all pass catchers, probably top five in the NFL. Him, Joe Tooney, Juwan Taylor, Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes, five guys that you have big contracts handed out to. Everybody else is on a relatively cheap deal or a rookie deal. When you do that, you have some flexibility now, right? Like that's, I'm kind of excited to see what they do. do. You do. And if DeAndre Hopkins ends up with the chiefs, they have number one and two in catches since 2016. It's Kelsey. Then Hopkins. Yeah, it would, and it, it would obviously accelerate their ability to improve their wide receiving core. So that'd be nice. But uh, yeah, you're right, Nick. They do a great job at not throwing money away. And it's imperative now because a lot of that's going to your quarterback. So you got to be a little bit stingier and a little bit smarter with your money. And elsewhere. those that say the salary cap doesn't exist, it does. Oh, it yeah. exists. It, it, we're feeling it right it now. It is funny, though, <laughs> like when people say, oh, you can't pay these, you can't pay Odell, you can't pay DeAndre. They're asking for too much. I say, you know, you are allowed as a GM to make a risky move. Yeah. The job does not describe it as never make risks, only yeah. take the safe plays. No, like you're allowed to do it. And the best time to do it is when every other move you've made has paid off, which is exactly the spot Brett Veach finds himself in. I like the I like how the Chiefs are, are playing the waiting game on this. Not letting they're letting a the market come to them instead of opposite. And I think that that could pay dividends if they get a nice contract team friendly for either obj or hopkins that's gonna do it for us character concerns episode one of the live show in the books we'll be back again next thursday we'll also have a new podcast coming out on tuesday morning for julio sanchez jay binkley chris unocero i am nick schwartz thanks for hanging out with us we'll see you next week to a 610 Sports Radio NFL Draft Special with Nick, Bank, and Chris. Check out the Character Concerns podcast leading up to the NFL Draft at Union Station. Available at 610sports.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.